You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello, it's another episode of The Tuesday Club with me, Kyle Reese, and the wonderful Sean Hawley. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, had a good week. Uh, we had some good weather in Wales, where we are, so... Uh, Played some golf, did some fishing, um, had a good week. Uh, still, obviously, in the remnants of lockdown, which is difficult. But uh, it seems a little bit light at the end of the tunnel. But I'm joining a Tuesday club, that's the main thing. You've been out fishing as well this week, haven't you? I caught my first sea trout of the season for wow. um, the millions of fishing listeners that we've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal, right? In our river, to have uh, sea trout and salmon is great and I caught it, I put it back, all healthy, lovely, and it was on Father's Day, Kyle, so it was uh, sent from heaven. Lovely stuff. Right, well, today we've got another brilliant guest on the Tuesday Club. We like to mix and match. We've had a few rugby guests on the last couple of weeks, but today we've got a real, real big guest from the world of TV and film. We have got the uh, amazingly talented, wonderfully funny Nadia Stacey, head hair and makeup designer from pretty much everything you've ever seen. How's it going, Nadia? Very good. It's a lot to live up to, that though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still impressed about the sea trout. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? What's the crack? I haven't seen you for ages. Um, good, yeah. I'm all right. I mean, you know, weird times. Sort of getting into the swing of it now. But um, yeah, it's just been odd, hasn't it? You know, someone's described it the other day as like a corona coaster. Something like that. Like this whole kind of roller coaster of like emotions through lockdown. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's been like. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Glad I'm, to be here. I'm loving you in your little uh, office there and you've got all the posters up. And I'm guessing you've got everything that you've done, everything that you've worked on. Do you know what? There's something at the side of me here somewhere. So I always get the front copy of the script signed by everybody. And I've got the pride one and it's, you're on it. I've got one. I've got the same thing, and you're on it. Oh, Remember, yeah. I think there was that day when we were filming. We yeah. all went round and were like, "Can you sign my script, please?" Yeah, it's probably one of my favourites as well because there's so many signatures on it, and it's lovely. Yeah, I will never forget the little comment you wrote on mine, and Sean will agree with you on this one. I suppose everybody who knows me will agree with you on this one. Was something like, uh, "Kyle, absolute pleasure. You're brilliant, wonderful to work with. When you know how to rein it in a little bit." <laughs> See, I knew Sean would like that one. Yeah, I did. I would like that. <laughs> hey, that was true, yeah. <laughs> I think, though, see, Nadia, I, I, I'm a little bit of a memorabilia freak from my uh, my work, whether it be TV, rugby, whatever. And and why? Because every time to time, you have a little look back. Like, how many years has it been since you did Pride now? I think we did it. Was it 2010? Well, they ten no, years. Oh no, twelve. No, I graduated that year, so it was must have been like a couple of years after that. I, I think it was, yeah. Eight years, this is seven, yeah. eight years. You know, that'll soon become ten. That'll soon become fifteen, twenty years. And when you look back, then, you know, I think it's so important. You know, uh, and I love that. It's great to see all. Your, I've got little rooms like that with all. You know, Kyle knows my little memorabilia, but uh, it's really exciting, Nadia, for for us on the Tuesday Club. We have actors, directors, rugby players, coaches, whatever. This is something completely different. And when I've been involved in TV and let's say you have somebody doing hair and makeup, what's what I, what I reflect on, I think to myself, when you're in a green room and it's full of an eclectic mix of people, 
what the makeup and hair manager, whatever the title, what they must be listening to and what they are privy to. It's just, you know, you could could write several books. Come on, give us some juice. (laughs) That that makeup chair is like a therapist chair, honestly. The minute someone sits in it, because you've got to remember as well, we get them from the second they step out of a car. It could be six in the morning. They're tired, maybe worried about the day, their lines, whatever. And as soon as they sit in the chair, all their insecurities, thoughts, worries, everything is just like blah to the makeup person. So... (laughs) And it's really funny because normally producers will come during the day and be like, so they'll be like, so uh, how's Kyle doing today? Is he all right? And you have, you can't say a word because you know that that is sacred in that room. What, what comes out in that room stays in there. So, yeah, we've heard some things over the time, but I, I, you'd have to, no, I have to take it to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like yeah, an actual therapist there. There's that law that you cannot break. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in nearly every interview I have for a job, I always say my job's probably 40% makeup, 60% getting an actor ready for set. And that means in every sense of the word, that means getting them ready. You know, we have to do, I do things like make playlists that I think might yes. kind of make yeah. them happy for the day. And then they go to set and they're in a better mood than when we got them. And sometimes you're exhausted when they shut that makeup door, you're like, because <laughs> it's taken everything we've got to get them ready, but that's our job. And they, and it's funny with hair and makeup because I think people that don't understand what we do think that it's like, oh, just messing around with makeup and making someone look pretty. But actually, it's such an integral part of getting a character ready. You know, like building that character. Now, without us, you don't. Gary Oldman doesn't look like Churchill without the makeup department. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's such an integral part of of the job. So yeah, it's kind of it's, you have to kind of have a lot of strings to your bow, not just makeup. <laughs> it's funny See, that you is, said uh, the Gary Oldman thing because I'm going to just say this, Sean, because this links in with you. Uh, it 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 also shows how much uh, makeup helps because have you Sean watched True Romance the other night? Have you seen Gary Oldman in that doing Drexel? Oh, Did you know amazing. that that was Gary Oldman, Sean, when you watched it? No, no, no. Oh, that's amazing with the dreads and the eye and the gold yeah. teeth. That's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Without without Nadia and people like Nadia, that you know, that's just Gary Oldman doing an accent. Yeah, but, anyway. but, but it's great what Nadia says because I, I Kyle knows Nadia. I'm a team player, whatever I do, because it comes from my team sports. But on the te- when we get actors on on the podcast, they always talk about you know the makeup and hair department the costume department the runners even and the you know the editors and produce, it's a team effort and they always pay homage to that which i think i think is really really important it's quite humble as well but the the um, for people who don't understand your role listening to this now then it's really great it would be like the masseur or the the physiotherapist or the conditioner for me in rugby who's not just there for you know their role which is 50 percent of the time as you said it's then the other it's the man management and it's the getting them up and this, who who would be give us an example of somebody who would need a little bit of a pep talk or something a little bit extra in their preparation probably carries <laughs> <laughs> obs yeah do you know what the makeup truck the makeup truck is probably my favorite place on any job and they they, they are a different breed right um 
oh, it's not, and it's not just ladies. You get lots of lovely gentlemen who work uh, on the truck as well. But they are there before everybody. Sometimes, you know, especially if you're working on location and, you, and you, they live in like an hour away. It's like some of the girls in Scotland when we do an Outlander, they're all based around Glasgow or around, around Cumbernauld where the studios are. Sometimes we're working like two hours north up in the Highlands. So they are up at like half three in the morning. They don't put them up there sometimes. They travel up there hour, hour and a half. They got to get everything ready. Got to get the truck set up. Then they have like first actor in the chair, at like, you know, sometimes 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning. And they're the last people to leave. But throughout all of that, they're just constant fun. Like Nadia said, with the playlist, they've got all the music banging. If you want to listen to a song, they're like, yeah, hang on, I'll put that on for you now. They give you food. They've always got treats on, on, the, on yes. the truck. That, Do you know that's what I mean? my next question, Kyle. Right? What's always. Nadia's go-to? I love going into Scrum Fight because I know our makeup artist has got a little, um, what do they call them? Um, Marie Mintz. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, Mary Mint, before you go on, just well, come on. What's your specialty? Do you know? Do you know what's nearly always on makeup bosses and uh, from Marks and Spencers? You get those tubs, and they've got like mini kind of flapjacks and mini <laughs> mini bowls, yeah. and uh, you know those chocolate cornflake things. Yeah, yeah, rocky roads and all that, and you get like I think you get like three for two or something. They're always on makeup buses, and actors, even when they have their makeup done, then they leave, and then they'll be delayed on set or whatever so they'll say oh we're not going to need them for an hour and you can guarantee they come back on like all right we'll just make a cup of tea and then they'll sit on there we did the secret garden last year and honestly colin firth just sat in makeup the whole time he didn't leave we were doing music quizzes he was bringing <laughs> quizzes in he just did not leave makeup he never was in his own room I had a lovely room set up for him never in there the makeup truck is the <laughs> place to be definitely yeah so tell me a little bit, because obviously we work together on Pride and uh, we've never worked together since. Maybe, hopefully one day, if I'm lucky, I will. And if you're not very lucky. But <laughs> what, 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 how did you start, Nad? How did you get into makeup? And then obviously the bridges and obviously I know you had like a, a couple of independent films when you started out. And then you've just hit like, you've hit the stratosphere, you know, Oscar-nominated movies, and you've won the BAFTAs and the off offers, the biffers. You've you've won all yeah. the effers and the offers, and so how how did you get into it? Obviously, is my question. <laughs> um, well, I, I knew I wanted to do something artistic at school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I was told that you don't, you never really made any money from anything kind of art space. That wasn't really a job that was, you know, it wasn't a real job, I guess. And then um, I sort of did, oh, my, I've done every job under the sun just because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I met this woman who said to me, there's a makeup course up at Yorkshire um, TV. And they, when you train there, you train in makeup and hair. And then you can go out on some of their jobs like Emma Dale and these things called The Royal. And, and so you get on set experience. But she said it's really hard to get on and you, you won't get on it because there's 12 places and it's just really hard. And I thought, right, I'm getting on it just to prove that I can can get on it <laughs> and so went for it got on the course and then thought oh I've actually got to do this now um but from the minute I got there I was like oh this is what I want to do because I'm a big film fan and artistic as well and I didn't I didn't know that you could marry the two together I just didn't realize that and and then uh moved to London started working in um theatre so worked in the West End on shows doing wigs and at the Royal Opera House at the ballet and things like that and then um, 
I just put myself out onto everything. I did as many work experiences. I was everywhere. I just thought, I'm just going to go for this. And met a woman who, she actually went on to win the Oscar for Les Mis. She was a big makeup designer. And she said, oh, do you want to come on to one of my films? And that just, that was, um, I think, called Miss Potter with Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor. And, and it just kind of, I just started to meet people and get in. And then it was... Tyrannosaur really was with Paddy Constein. Um, I'd worked with film. him. I looked after him on a film and um, we just got on really well. And the film finished and I got home and went into that like I'm sure any actor, you'll know this, any anybody working in film, I just thought, well, that's the end of that. I'll never work again. What am I going to do? You know. And then I got a phone call and he said, do you want to come and do my film? And I was like, yeah, who's designing it? Who's heading up makeup? And he went, you are your plum. You're ready to step up. (laughs) Come on, you can do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was doing, but went in there and it was like one of the most amazing experiences and it changed my career massively. It just, we went to Sundance Film Festival with it. It premiered there and it won. um, And then it won at the British Independence, the Biffers and it got me an agent, it just got me noticed and it just sort of went from there really. It kind of, yeah, that was the, that was the catapult moment. It's funny, isn't it, how, um, how sometimes your, your life takes you, you say, you know, you, you weren't sure what you wanted to do. Just a very quick story, Kyle, I don't think I told you this. My, my eldest son is studying history in Loughborough University and he doesn't really know what he wants to do, he just likes history and he's good at it. So. Uh, that's what he decided to do. Now, he's a massive film buff, right? He'll, he's on lockdown. He's like Barry Norman, right? He's watched so many films. <laughs> he's unbelievable. But he's had to do his options for next year. And um, he's a big, big Star Wars fan. And one of his options, I said, you never know what's around the corner. Well, one of his options, he had the, the, the history of the of Hitler, the German army or whatever, or the British, you know, whatever it was, A or B, the politics of Star Wars. Wow. Well, that's an actual option. That's an option. So obviously there's a lot going on in Star Wars, isn't there, right? So it's, it falls in the political arm of, of the, the genre of courses that he's on. So he had to pick this political one and he had this or this, the politics of Star Wars. So cool. Can you believe it? But you know what I mean? It, it, all of a sudden now, that's just going to ignite his imagination. Yeah. He's going to be—he's going to love that aspect of it. And I said to him, you know, about um, about the history of uh, cinematography and you know and films. If you like history and you like films, marry the two together. And the same with you, Nadia. You found that you you love of films, and then obviously this aptitude and that for makeup and that. My daughter and I was into makeup, so I'm not going to tell her that you can't do a living in in makeup. Go for it. Would that be the right thing to say? Totally can make a living in makeup. You need a good living in makeup. And, it, you know, and I think that's a lot of the problem with now is that um, people just don't see these jobs as an option. You know, I didn't come from a film. I, I, nobody in my film, work, uh, my family works in film. You know, I had no connections at all. I grew up on a council estate in Nottingham. I don't come from anything that would send me to where I am now. And nobody said at the time, this is a path for you. It all seemed like it was so out of reach. But it's so not. You know, if you've got the determination, you absolutely can do it. And I think that should be pushed a bit more. And, you know, if your son's studying something that he's into, he's going to put more into that than if he chooses a subject that might tick a box, but actually he's not bothered about it. He's not going to, he's not going to, 
put himself into it. So I think you just have to go for where your, your heart is and your passion and, you know, go for it. So let me tell you about my daughter very quickly. Sorry, Kyle. My, my right. daughter's only 30. We're all right? here to chat. Shona. <laughs> yeah, so she she loves making stuff, now, right? So she said, Dad, can in lockdown, I want to do something. Can I, can you order me this, 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 this? I'll pay you back, right? Okay. Oh but yeah, the payback thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, payback. Yeah, I, I've got an investment. Yeah. So it turns out that Nadia now that she she now has uh, designed an Instagram page, uh, Facebook, and wow. all this on, and and she's made from scratch lip gloss. Uh, get made the t- got the tubes, got the flavorings, the colorings, uh, little scrunchies, uh, little makeup foam. Was it a little foam, little triangle yeah, yeah, foam? Yeah. Uh, and bought the bags and stuff. And she's made up little bags, glitter bags with with these little gifts in, and and is selling them. And she's called it Booty Bags with a Z. Thirteen. <laughs> How Alan Sugar is that? I, I've so invested. I'm a dragon. I mean, that's incredible. I will yeah. definitely say that she is. Definitely Sean's daughter. <laughs> I'll just if you can follow there. her, you can follow her on Instagram and make her a day. Your booty bags, Kyle. You got to do it as well. Write it down now. I will. I will. That's yeah. amazing. She's booty bags with a Z. Yeah. She's yeah, she's right. going to be overtaking you now, Sean, with her businesses. Great. I'll be a manager. <laughs> Kamavan, yeah, Kamavan's answer to uh, Kylie Jenner, she'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, so that's... listen, Nadia, then you, all these awards, nominations, superstars, you work with, a great job you do. What what's next? It's obviously a difficult time for us all in our industries. What's next? Have you got something in line? Is a door stand to open again? Yeah. Um, within the last week or so, I've just started to have lots more meetings, and I was I was shooting something at the time when we went into lockdown, um, a little independent film that I just loved the script, so I was working on that, and um, we've got about four weeks of that left, and they hope to go back in September, and then I'm doing a film with Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth um, called Mothering Sunday, so it's a thing set in the 1920s, and they want to shoot in mid-September. And all the will is there. Everybody's kind of pushing forward. We're having conversations with cast, with sort of breaking down script. We're working on it. But I think it's all just down to insurance. Because if, say, Kyle's on a job and comes down with COVID, that whole job stops. Mm. So from an insurance point of view, that's it's too big a risk. So it's all about insurance. The only things that I think are really going to get going quickly are the things that are... Amazon, Netflix, those real big beasts because they can underwrite their own stuff. So they can take the risk because they've got so much money. So I think it will start and like this, yeah, it's definitely going to kind of, it's happening. But yeah, that's my next plan. And then I've got some pickups just to finish off a film called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which was a stage show that they've made into a film. That's about the boy in drag, isn't it? Oh my God. I, I watched it the other day sent me a link it is so brilliant you know what it, it remind it reminds me of pride in that kind of there's like so much heart in it mm. i just feel like even if it's not your thing you won't not love it like you know pride did that with so many people if you said there's a film and it's about welsh miners and gays and yeah. lesbians people are like <laughs> really okay and yet everyone loved yeah. it you can't not you know so it, it yeah, everybody's talking about Jamie feels a bit like that. It's a real kind of feel good. So yeah, I've got to finish that off, and then yeah, wait and see really. But it feels like it's 
I don't know, starting to tick along again. It was something we were just chatting about now before before we started. Obviously, you, Disney doing all these live action remakes now, and they're all being updated. You worked on Cruella as well with uh, Helen Bonham Carter, didn't you? So that will be um, coming out soon. It, it was, uh, it's the origin story of Cruella. So it's how Cruella becomes, so the, the um, Glenn Close version that we know, it's set in the 70s and it's Emma Stone playing her in the 70s and she's a punk. Was it um, Helen Bonham so Carter? No. No, it's it was it was uh, oh, for right. ages, but it's um, Emma Thompson now uh, and Emma Emma M- Stone. And um, so we shot that last year, um, finished in October, November, I think, last year. So yeah, that's going to come out in twenty twenty one. That's been my biggest thing to date. It's it was like an absolute beast of a job. Where did you still- shoot that? Uh, where did we shoot it? Nearly all. Uh, all in London and all in studios at uh, Shepparton. All in Shepparton and London. It's all set in London in the seventies. So oh, yeah, God, God. it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Blair Sean. <laughs> I, I, I've been up since. Honestly, I just you won't believe this because it's a Tuesday club. It's our podcast. I don't care. My my gorgeous wife, right? Because I've been up early on the Super Rugby doing a podcast. And because we could fit you in, Nadia, then um, I'm doing this in between now, going off to play in a golf tournament. Look what she just brought me. Right. <laughs> an omelette and avocado. Can you believe oh, it? Cheryl Lee, legend. And all I can hear is saying, How lucky am I? You've done well there. I can't do that. I can't, <laughs> I can't eat it now until we finish our podcast. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Just looking at it. Uh, so I want to talk about... Do you like of... rugby at all, Nadia? Do... No, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> Oh, like, God, like, you follow it at all? You know what? I was going to lie at this point, um, but I, and people might out there will say, no, that's rubbish. But I always felt growing up that people were either kind of went in the football camp or the rugby camp. I don't know if it is still like that or if, yeah. you know, so much. But my family are big football fans. So I was definitely a big football fan rather than rugby. Forest. Um, oh, no. Arsenal. Arsenal. I remember that. Oh, Arsenal. No. Right. It's been lovely to meet you. <laughs> Oh, no. Do you follow a football team? Man United. Oh, he's a bit sore because Liverpool won the league. He's been calling oh, me a plastic really? fan all morning, but uh, I've, I've supported Liverpool since I, I, well, I can remember when you look up to your brother when you're like eight or nine, you always used to support Liverpool. And then I was like, oh, my big brother sports Liverpool, so I'm going to support Liverpool. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that's how it goes. He's a bit, he's a bit sore today or the last couple of days because they just Ooh. won the league. So <laughs> look at the face on him. So yeah, you, you... saw that, but I feel like it's been overshadowed. Nobody really like. I just read it yesterday that won the league, but it's just in a bit of a kind of weird time. That Nobody like, cares oh, now, do they? No, it, no, it <laughs> doesn't count this year. It doesn't would count you, this would year. Would you care if it was Man United though? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this year though, um, this year is going to go. Go on, sorry. She's a my massive. Ra- a ma- yes, she watches rugby all, all the time. Does she, she watch league it. or does she watch rugby union? I think she watches anything that's on. She sings along. She's crying at the beginning when they're doing the national anthem. But my mum's Irish, so she follows ah. Irish. <laughs> Makes she sense. She's, she's a big, uh, she's a big rugby fan. Yeah. Have you ever been to a, a big rugby game or an international or anything? No. You know what? I have, and I've been to loads of like a really into kind of sports. And when I went to America, I went to loads of baseball games and. 
um and i and i imagine with rugby that it's that same kind of like the game obviously is incredible but actually everything that comes with it that yeah. whole kind of the whole vibe and the camaraderie of it and the kind of i imagine it's the same as those american sports that it's it's the day actually it's the whole day out yeah. do you know all right last year i was i was lucky enough like i've been going to watch wales in in the national stadium since i was a kid and last year, I was lucky enough. I, I, I was flown out to Kansas City, and they took us to uh, this big hospitality suite in the Chiefs State in the Arrowhead Stadium. And we watched. They surprised us with it. And I'm a Packers fan. I like watching the Packers. And they were like, "Oh, we're going to take you to see uh, uh, an NFL game." I was like, "Oh, that'd be amazing." And they were like, "Oh, it's um, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Packers." And I was like, "What? Oh my god!" But when we got there, right, I, I, I know you're saying it's, it's it is the same. But jeepers creepers, they don't have to it bigger than anybody else in America. I swear to God, this 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 thing right in NFL, uh, the home crowd, like you know, in rugby, when there's um, you know somebody taking a penalty kick, it's respect the kicker, everyone be quiet, you know, and then you get the odd odd ball who's like whistling or shouting or whatever. But over there, it's the opposite. So when whenever the Packers were on a drive. The massive, massive screens shouted, "Make as much, like, make as much noise as you can!" And then it was deafening. You couldn't hear the person you were standing next to because they were just screaming so loud. And they do it to try and make the quarterback or anybody not hear the calls. But anyway, I just wanted to share. I don't know why I'm sharing that. But just, just because we were comparing, you know, our sports to their sports, and I, I got to go to a game last year, and I was chuffed. So wait. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk a little bit about Pride, though? Because I feel like I haven't I haven't seen you since we did Pride. Um, we've spoken over the years through texts or whatever, but it's re- it is really lovely to see you, and it just brings back all those memories. And I, I dug out a photo just now, Sean, before we came on. If all right, you still there, mate? How's it going? How's that omelette? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um, I dug a photo out of I think it was the um, uh, the rap party. Yeah, well, I know, I know it was the rap party. Yeah, yeah, the rap party. It was in. Um, I was lucky. I was living in Fulham, right? And it was just down the road in Fulham, and we we're in that sort of um, Margaret Thatcher type of club under the ground. Do you remember? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But Did you remember just... back to your place afterwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a group. There was a group. There was about ten of us. It was with me, you, Andrew Scott. <laughs> Andrew Scott came to my apartment Andrew in London, and we were all there drinking Scotty. left. Yeah, Scott, yeah. He doesn't know Andrew Scott by name, but when he sees his face, he'll know him. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing job. Like, And for me, it was like my first time being in something that was going to be big. You know, the peop- and you knew it was going to be well-received and it was going to be popular be- just because of the cast. And I remember the first day when we sh- when we started rehearsing the pub scenes and like you look over and the party was there and Imelda was there and Bill was there and you're just like, oh my oh my bloody god like all these people and bill comes over to you and you know it's not an unknown fact that bill has that viking um you know (laughs) thing on it where his two carpal tunnel type of thing where his two fingers have come in and he came up to me and i remember the first day and this is bill nine now i've seen him on everything you know everything you could think of he's been in and he comes up to you and he's like um hi hi kyle i'm bill and i'm like oh my god he, he knew my name he's like he's learned everybody's names before we started the job but uh, yeah, going back to Wales and shooting in Banwen and it was just oh, brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant was, film. Yeah, it was absolutely, it's definitely a career highlight for me. Cause that, that was, when I did 
did Tyrannosaur and then that changed everything. And then I did a few kind of more, uh, a few films after that. And, you know, each one brilliant, but then Pride came along and I, I wasn't really, nobody thought I'd get it. There was some really big designers at the time up for it. But I remember reading the script and I could picture myself reading that script, sat in my flat, crying at the script at the end, just, and I think I must have got the film on like pure enthusiasm because I just wanted it <laughs> so badly. I just wanted to tell this story and went to the interview with all this research and just probably didn't shut up for about 20 minutes, just like, blah, 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 <laughs> just, and then got the job. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. It just felt like, I know it sounds really cliche, but it just felt like a real family, didn't it? Like we, everybody just loved each other and the, everybody in the crew was great. Everyone in the cast was great. It was just, and everybody felt like they were being kind of, uh, like respectful to what we were telling because we had like the original people there as well didn't we that came down that you know yeah, that yeah. were actually you know their lived stories. the story yeah. so they were there and they were showing me original photos wow. and going oh this is how you know and we were doing like trying to do really good haircuts and they were like oh no we would have just like chopped it off with a pair of scissors so we were like <laughs> oh and Melda Staunton cut her own fringe with a pair of scissors <laughs> because we were like oh yeah you wouldn't have gone to a hundred pound hairdressers no. you would have just put your own hair in the kitchen so it it was just so special everything about it it was you know right up to the premiere everything was just yeah, it was that amazing. it was that big family feel as well i remember one day we were all sitting in victoria park in uh, east london and we were shooting the final scenes of the film where everybody turns up on the bus yeah. Um, it was really warm, and I, f I don't know if you can remember Nadia. We were all on the cast. We were all because it was a big ensemble cast. Really, there was no. They were main characters, but everyone was. You know, we we're all together all the time. We we're all sitting around on these little fold-out camping chairs in a massive circle, and it was just you know in between takes when they're changing the setup or they're waiting for something. We were there, and it was just brilliant. Everybody was always on top form. It was hysterical all day, and I, I remember I looked. I was sitting next to Paddy. Uh, we became quite friendly on on Pride, and I remember looking at him saying, "Are all are all jobs like this when you do films?" And he looked at me, and he just went, "I'm sorry to tell you, Kyle, but not." He said, "This is the best it's ever going to get." <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. He was like, "He said this is a feeling that you won't find again on another cast with, you know, not because of the people, but just your first one." And it it was just incredible, and like you said, it was an amazing story to tell and a random story to tell. Uh, you know how we, how it ever came out, and Stephen Beresford, the writer, heard about it. But but yeah, it was uh, it was a brilliant film, and it was great great to work on. Yes. Matt, it took twenty years to make that, isn't it? You know when you see how popular it is now, and people still say all the time, "Oh my god, I love that film." It took twenty years for them to believe in it and make it, and give them the money to make it. But um, yeah, it was it was that that was one of those kind of once in a lifetime special ones. That definitely. Right, Nadia, so I'm going to ask you, uh, clearly Pride is uh, one of your all-time favourites. And we would normally ask a guest like yourself for your three favourite films. But uh, I'm, I'm going to twist it this week because we got you on, because you actually oh, okay. work on big films. What's your th your three favourite films, other than Pride, yeah. that you've worked on? Ooh. Oh, that's tough. I would say I know. <laughs> Tyrannosaur because Tyrannosaur because it changed everything and and that was the same and that um, was no money we had you know I didn't have a makeup boss I didn't have a makeup chair I had 
prosthetic pieces to use on Olivia Coleman that actually came from Aidan Gillen from a job that I had before because we didn't have any money. So I had to like swap them out and use them on someone else. And like, so everything about it, you had to kind of dig deep and try and do the best you could. And, and it, and we've all stayed friends from that. So definitely Tyrannosaur. Um, Eddie the Eagle was pretty amazing. Uh, Eddie the Eagle. That was pretty amazing. Like the the locations we went to all the Olympic stadiums that they originally that they used in uh, Austria and Germany. Hugh Jackman is the nicest man in showbiz. I mean, he is just an absolute dream. So it was brilliant to work with him. Uh, yeah, that was really really good. And then it'd have to be the favorite, just because the favorite. It was such a massive challenge and I didn't know if I could do it. Well, every day on set, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. At one point I thought, I'm so stressed my hair's going to fall out. Because I was just like, <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And even when I watched the film for the first time, I was like, did I get away with that? Did I, did I get away with that? And I thought, well, nobody will get it at all. And then obviously what it's brought, it's been, you know, life changing. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that. Thanks for being so honest. It must have been really difficult to... Uh to pick out yeah. i'm also going to ask you know that i'm going to flip it because we also ask our guests in the film that is the legend of nadia <laughs> who which actress actor plays nadia in the oh, epic film oh. that's really tough <laughs> uh can they be any age can they be it from any like yes yeah, yes of course your choice Um, do you know what? This is going to sound really random, but I want to choose somebody like, like a Kathy Burke that's got some real kind of <laughs> like you're going to say something like that. Oh, that wouldn't be my choice. Some real like, well, I want to say Julianne Moore, but I mean it's probably more Catherine Tate than uh, <laughs> yeah. Julianne Moore. Be good. I was thinking Kate Blanchett, Nicole oh, Kidman. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Nicole Kidman. I want someone with a bit of like northern soul spunk. Yes, a bit of um, yeah. That's trying to think, sing for someone like that. But I'll take Kate Blanchett gladly. I, just I mean, thought, she would audition, but we'll see how would she gets on. She's good at accents, you know. She's got the red hair, so I just thought that's you know that's that's the one for me, Kate Blanchett. I do, I do I, uh, love, and she's just been in a film that's been set in Wales, and you'll have to see what her Welsh accent's like. Have you seen the trailer for Dream Horse? The, um, oh, is it the one in Muriel's wedding? That, Tony Collette. Yes, uh, my mate's in it, Darren. Darren Evans. He's he plays the jockey. Uh, <laughs> He's really small. You know what? It's such a lovely story. I can't wait to see it. Um, Dream horse. It's a true story, Sean. It's about. Um, I think it's about this horse that they just wrote off, and then they trained it up, and it won like a Grand National or two. And Damien Lewis is in it as well. So it's it is it is worth watching. It was like a group of people in Wales that all chipped in you know whatever they could like 50 oh yeah yeah and yeah then and you know so it was like their dream horse but they've just made a film of it and she's she's in it she's brilliant and i met her at the oscars so <laughs> <laughs> how was that by the way quickly we've only got a few minutes left now but how was the oscars really quickly before we do a little surprise feature at the end it was it was just mental. I mean, just the whole thing. Me and my boyfriend just sat on the plane on the way there. They brought us a glass of champagne and we were like, oh my God, let's just do this. Let's just like take all of it in. 
Um, and it was just amazing. The night before, I, was, uh, I like, went to this hotel where like Led Zeppelin used to hang out in this suite. And like, there's so many stories like that. We ended up back at Betty Davis's old house in Hollywood. Oh there was like, a, a library. But, and I thought, oh, this library's cool. And then this guy just pressed the library and it was like in one of those old films where it just opens and it's a door. And behind it was a karaoke booth. And in it was Melissa McCarthy, Amy Adams, Richard E. Grant, all on karaoke. And every, so I was constantly Jesus. the whole night just looking around and doing, what am I doing? Do you know what? Do you, need, do you need any dailies for your next job? Because I'll come and work for you. I'm in the wrong line of the industry, yeah? <laughs> No, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it, we, we could talk to you all day. Um, it's been amazing to have you on. We we can't let you go without doing our usual sort of um, special little guest feature that we do. A couple of quick fire questions you've got to answer honestly, no ambiguity. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, Nadia, we're going to take you up and under. Right, here we go. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee. Chinese or Italian? Italian. Big stage or big screen? Mm, big screen. Big screen. Sun or ski? Sun. Gin or wine? Oh. <laughs> Oh, God, that's like daddy or chips. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll go wine. Okay. But it's a, it's a tough one. London or the North? Ooh. Oh, gosh, they'll kill me if I North. I'll say North. <laughs> and lastly, Bill Nye or Tony Hopkins? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Can't make me do that. I just worked with Hopkins last year, and like, <laughs> honestly, he kept doing Tommy Cooper impressions all the time. I couldn't get him on set because he was like, "Have a look at his TikTok. Have a look at his TikTok. He's he's mental. Absolutely amazing. He's amazing. He's legends. Thank yeah. you so much, uh, Nadia, for coming on up. today. You're so welcome. Thanks for asking me. Thanks, really Nadia. Oh, amazing. My daughter she she loved this podcast so thanks for coming I'm on i'm gonna follow and, it as uh, soon as i come off of here booty bags yeah she's awesome brilliant <laughs> lovely thanks, to speak Nadia. to you, right, you. lovely to speak to you both too take care, See you soon. Take care. Bye. bye bye, bye.